Welcome back, everybody, to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about critical issues in the blindness community. Hey, I'm Aaron Richmond, and this is Aaron's Opinion. By the way, this episode of Aaron's Opinion is copywritten by me, Aaron Richmond, and Aaron's Opinion. Thank you. And you can watch this episode right here on YouTube, which I'm really getting a lot of positive feedback from, along with listening to us um, on your favorite podcast player. Um, and there are a lot of ways you can listen. All right. Um, and anyway, consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere like that. All right. So earlier we were speaking with TJ, um, who has absolutely nothing to do with this episode, where we're going to speak with Al Alba. Um, and Alba is um, connected with and in the community from the Eyes Like Mine Incorporated. So Alba, Alba, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and jump into, you know, your blindness, you know, your story and really how you became so connected with Crystal and Eyes Like Mine Incorporated. Go, go right ahead. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Alba Miller. Uh, I am from Carteret, New Jersey. I am legally blind. I was born blind, um, since I was, uh, I, I, I was diagnosed when I was six months old with retinitis pigmentosa, um, and it's um, commonly known as RP. I, um, I came to this country when I was 13 years old uh, with my mom. It was only the both of us. At the time, I did not speak the language, probably just the basics, for instance, hello, like greetings and numbers. And um, I went to high school here. I graduated from high school. I obtained an associate's degree at Middlesex County College. And I recently graduated from Kane University. I am a single mom of a beautiful 11-year-old girl. She's sighted and um, and she has helped me a lot. She she's basically the one who motivated me to do all, all this. Now that I am done with college, I have so many things in mind that I want to do. For instance, I would I want to have my own business, and I just want to show the world that blindness should not stop you from achieving your goals because there's no there's no re reason to. Yeah, we probably do several things differently than the sighted community but at the end of the day we are able and capable of doing anything we want so yeah thank you for ha having me here it's and a, a great, pleasure and a great a great introduction as a matter <laughs> of fact um i do not know if crystal has told you anything but i'll tell you a little bit more about me so my name as you know is aaron richmond my academic background by the way is in the field of international relations so i'm always interested to learn about what goes on overseas i've done a lot of traveling around europe i've even been to a country in africa i've been to the caribbean before i've been all over the place what um what is your what like what country are are, are you from originally so i am originally from peru that's located in south america uh-huh so, yes yeah very very inter very interesting yes and were you from like lima Yes, I'm from the capital, that's Lima. And But actually, when I was four years old, I um, moved with my mom to mm -hmm. our 
Argentina. We moved a couple of places hoping to get a certain uh, surgery for my condition, but we did not find anything. So I've been traveling a, a lot too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the hospitals in Latin America, guys, are just not not that not that good. Um, no, they're you, not. No, okay, no, they no, they aren't. Um, yeah, except for maybe I don't know, very little. Except maybe there might be some better hospitals in Panama or Brazil in the major cities in Brazil. There's some a couple good good hospitals, but they they have a lot of problems in that in that region. Yeah. All right, all right. And so then, um, so then you came to the states. Eventually, you end up in the states when you're when you're 13. Um, yes. And then you know that's a pretty pretty interesting age to come to a new country when you're a teenager. That's that's really tough. Uh, what can you tell us about some of those? Maybe if you had some interesting experiences, um, you know, as a teenager having to learn English um, and and things like that. Maybe some interesting or some kind of funny and ironic things that happened. So what types of experiences did you have coming? Wow, well, mm -hmm. I have a lot to say with, with that because um, for, first of all, like you said, in a lot of all these third world countries, um, there's, there are a lot of misconceptions with people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. So when I came to the uh, U.S., um, I was very afraid, ner nervous, scared because, like, I didn't speak the la language at the at the time. It took me time to learn. Um, I always had enough. I mean, I, I was legally blind, but I did not have to use my cane when I was younger. But when I turned 16, 17, I started to realize that I needed it. But because I was during that time where you, you know, we are old teenagers, we're girls, we want to be attractive to boys. And I just saw myself like as the, the different, like I asked myself many times, like, why do I have to have my cane? No one is going to look <laughs> and stuff like that you know because it's it's normal we all go through that process so it came to that point that you you know I it was very tough for for me to adjust to my new change to know that I was going I was losing my vision even more so uh, I had to adapt, and uh, at first it was very tough for me, for the teachers, because I was uh, I was very rude. But I did it because I didn't know until now that I am actually older, uh, mature. I've learned that you know there are things that may be different, and that. There's no reason for us to feel ashamed of ourselves because we have to wear a cane because we have to do things differently. It's just how it is. But 
I I I know now, and I am very proud of myself for the for the things that I've done. And I <laughs> I do I I did apologize to all of my teachers, to all, all of these pe- people that I was that I was being rude. But it was I think it was um, I was that way because I did not want to real realize that I I I needed the the help plus with the language not not being able to speak fluently and so it was it was very very tough but it took some time and a, a adjustment and just also knowing getting to know other people who were blind that kind of helped me and shaped me the way I am today because I see them as my role models. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think when I was younger, I was very self-conscious about the cane as well. And then when I was like 18, when I was 18, I got a guide dog. Um, And then I had my guide dog for 13 years. Um, And yeah, I think it's really important to use a cane or to use a guide dog because it's important to show sighted people that you're blind. It's not, it's not even as much as it is for you to, you know, know where the curbs are and things like that, which that's good too, but a lot of the cane is showing someone else that you can't see well. It's kind of like the polite way of showing someone that you can't see. And I think not only that, but it also shows the public in general that we are independent that we are going out and doing our things so yeah okay good good so now that you have completed your university uh, studies congratulations for that thank you what are your so what are your few now what are you going to do what are your future goals so uh, right now, I, I actually started my business selling uh, clothing and um, purses online. That's what I'm doing. I'm selling things online. And I also uh, recently started, uh, um, you know, making uh, food, like cooking food and then selling that. So that's what I'm doing until I um, I find a the job that I that I want um I did start applying to a couple of places and I'm also uh, thinking of writing my own book Hmm. Hmm. all of these are good ideas and all of which I have ideas about one of the ideas I'll tell you after we finish the recording the other one about the book, I have had so many people, Alba, who have come to me and they say, I'm publishing a book, I'm writing a book. The next thing I say, I've said it so many times, is <laughs> great. Can you come to Aaron's opinion and talk about your book maybe after you publish it? Can you do a, a audiobook series where you read your book on my podcast? The, oh. next thing you're, the next thing you're going to say is, yes, of course, Aaron, I would love to come. And then you're never going to come because nobody has ever come to do that. Nobody has ever come to read their books on my podcast. I wish that you would be the first person to do oh, that. Oh, really? Well, let's make the difference. I have no pro- problem. The reason why I want to um, have this book, why I want to publish this book, is because 
I want to use myself. I want to share my story with other people that can be re related and I want to transform their lives. So anywhere I can share my book, I will definitely do it. So if you invite me, yeah, it's so you're you recording are... this. You're recording this. So I, I am telling you that I will come and I will, I will definitely be on your podcast if you allow me to. I absolutely, <laughs> I not only allow you, but really tremendously compel you and encourage you to come here and read your book for us. That, that would be a tremendously valuable activity. Um, and when, when we do that, hopefully by then you will have published the book on Amazon and then we'll put the Amazon link in the description of those videos for you. And then you'll and then you'll be able to you know to really sell really promote your book in a really positive way. So, what is this book going to be about? So basically, um, I want to talk about my story because I went through a lot of things as I um, as a blind person. Mm -hmm. Just to mention, like my family, particularly my own mom, and this is when I said that you know that. It's so sad that, that in these countries, people have, have a lot of misconceptions about people with disabilities. So yeah, I know. I've been talking about my, it for years. I know. Yeah, and and it must be, it must be, you know, and I, I gotta, I, I, I have to tell you, it must be really, I know how frustrating it is for me as an American guy. You know, I mean, I see myself, you know, kind of in a, kind of in a global cosmop. I'm kind of a cosmopolitan guy because French is my second language. I can speak French. So I've been to France a lot. So, I mean, I know how it is overseas, you know, in the European mind, you know, frame of mind, you know, and even how it is in, in Africa and in a particular country in Africa and the Eastern Caribbean. So I've seen how disability is handled in a lot of parts of the world. And really the, the point that stands out to me is that the people are just, are usually a lot kinder overseas to people with disabilities. However, there are far less opportunities for people with disabilities overseas. So I, I agree with you, it, but, it, but my, point, my point behind all of this is, it must be really, really frustrating for you as a Peruvian person who's worked really hard, who's come here, you support the United States, and then you still have people who are rude and are assholes. I mean, doesn't that, doesn't that get annoying when you're from, you know, when you're from another country and you come here and people are rude? Like, don't, like, don't you hate that? Like, oh, of course. Yeah. You know, that that must mean, be really, that must be very disheartening. Yeah. And the thing with me though, it, and I, I had to actually learn how to, you know, control myself and not because I'm very impulsive, but sometimes with certain people, you can't, like, you can't help it. I just, I just can't understand why a lot of people are so ignorant. You, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't get through my, through my head. So, and the part that I dislike the most is that, and you pr probably will agree with me that we always have to be proving all other people that we could do it. Why do we need to do that? Why? Because we are just like any other person. But why do we always have to be proved to others that, yeah, we could do this, we could do that. Why? If it's if we just like anyone else in this world. So basically what I do, I want to share in my, in my book, yeah, the, yeah, yeah not only for blind pe people. So my book is going to go for 
every person who just wants to transform their, their lives, who went through a lot of things throughout their lives, and that there's a way, there's the light at the end of the tunnel. There's a lot of things that we could do despite everything that has happened in the past. And I just don't want to say, yeah, yeah, I, I understand your point. Because I'm telling you, I'm, sh I'm sharing my story. I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm going to talk to my, all my audience as I'm a one-on-one. -on -one because I want them to know that, yeah, we go through a lot of things. That, but that helps us. That helps us to become the people we, we will be in the future. We become stronger. And that there's a lot for us to, to do. And that we deserve to be happy. And I want other people to be, not, not, not only to be happy, but to just to, you know, to live the lives that they des deserve. And I'm not telling you as, a, as a, another person outside of the picture. I've been there. I, I, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I would not be the person I am today. I, am today. I, I, I did not believe in myself. I did not think that I would be able to do so many things. But it has changed. And I want to show others that we could do it. So that's what I want in my, in, in my, in my book. That's what I want to show in my, in my book. Well, I'm, I'm determined to help you with this project and determined to give you the privilege and the opportunity to read it for us. And I think that will really, really start to help people and really kind of get things back on the right track uh, for people with disabilities here in the, here in the States. Um, I think that would be, that would be really good. That would be, that would be incredibly, incredibly helpful. So, all right. Well, how are you spending your free time when you are not on podcasts or things like this? Well, my daughter, she's a hybrid student. And when she's here, like, you know, I have to make sure I help her with homework. I am, I do the things here in my house. Now I'm doing, starting this thing with my business. So I'm trying to set everything for, for it because it takes a lot of time. So I, I'm a, I, am, I, I have to be a 100% mom for my daughter. And I also have to do my per, personal thing. So I am trying. I'm trying. You know, there are days that, uh, <laughs> that I feel like doing nothing. But my daughter needs me to be there. So she's like... Uh, uh, she's always pushing me in, but at, this, at the same time, motivating me to do more and more just to, pro, pro, well, this is why I'm doing all of this, because eventually I want to be able to provide a better future for my child. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Great. Excellent. Yeah, we all should provide more and, and should should want the best we, we all want the best of course of course and in these in these trying times it's just very 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 it's a very disheartening time right now and a very confusing yes. time so yeah. with this with this book you're going to write are you going to write it in both spanish and, and english or just english 
Well, I eventually I do want to um, translate that to Spanish, but I will first start in English. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. What that's about what um, uh, the um, what about the language called Roma Messi? Do you speak that language? No, I don't know. I can't. No. <laughs> what, um, what's that? <laughs> the I forget what it's called in English. The name for the language in their own language is Roma Messi the language of the world. It's the language that the um, First Nations people of Peru speak. Oh, wow. No, oh, I oh, I know what it's called. I, I, the word just came to me. Quechua. Do you speak Quechua? Oh, no, it's it's actually pronounced Quechua. Quechua. No, Quechua. Uh -huh. That's it. Yes. Yes. Do, do you speak that one? No, I don't. I, I don't see. speak it. But my grandparents from both sides of my family do speak. Yeah. The only thing I know how to say is Ari, which is yes. And uh, in, in the Kitu Manachu, okay, that's um, do you understand? That's it. That's the only two words I know. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. I see. Because I thought maybe eventually you could get, you could get a book published in English, Spanish, and Quechua. Wow. All, all, of, all of those languages and then be, I don't know, be like a, you recognize as a blind person who wrote a book in three languages about your life. That could be, that could be a really, that could be a really interesting book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should have it translated into that other language I mentioned. And then you could, you can get other Peruvians who maybe speak that you could get it, you could sell it into that, uh, I guess, into that diaspora, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, all right. And yeah, so, definitely. and so, how did now? How did you come to meet Crystal, and how did you get into this whole eyes like mine thing? To be honest, I do not recall exactly, but I did. Um, I think from the NFB, but I've been participating in uh, a couple of her events. She's been inviting me to participate in the pageant now, and I always said yes, but I had other things to do. So this situation with uh, with COVID kind of helped because I I mean there there was no excuse; everything was vir virtual. So yeah, and um, I finally I was able to join, and I had a lot of fun there, and I. I feel that I, I, I learned a lot and I also met excellent pe people. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. All right. And are you, what type of work are you doing, if any, for Eyes Like Mine Incorporated? Do you do events with them? And what, how else are you connected to that organization, I guess? Yeah. So uh, now, since I am the Miss Independent 2020, winner um we like here with you we um they invite us to participate in different podcasts um we are uh planning i i am a part of uh the team for the uh pageant of 2021 um I, I wish we could do because she used to do fundraising and other different things that unfortunately we can't do right right now. But um, that's that's what we are doing. And um, I wanted to 
part participate they have this event um dance with the blind when where we they um they invite pe people who would like to dance or sing like to just to show their their art and i i like to sing i am not a professional singer but i i do enjoy it and um i i would like to help them that that way so for everything anything that i can help and if they need me there like i i i definitely <laughs> will help help them so yeah excellent well that is that is really good. All, all of that is uh, really good. Mm, so have you ever heard of Aaron's opinion before? Crystal mentioned this or? No, I actually was, I did not have the pri privilege to hear, hear that. So this is actually my, my first time. <laughs> this is my first time doing a podcast, being inter interviewed by someone. So I am very excited. <laughs> That is good. Yeah, you should do your own podcast, really. <laughs> really? You you think so? <laughs> sure, sure. Sure, you should definitely do do your own podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank yes. you, yeah. <laughs> you can you can do, you know, one one side of the podcast can be po episodes that you record in Spanish and then the other side can be episodes you record in English. And then you can speak to two, you know, two different audiences. It can be very, it can be very interesting like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, pro probably, right? <laughs> Just invite in people there getting to know, because I feel that's something that I need help with, um, with public speaking. And I think that this is what it's, uh, it's helping me because I am not, uh, it gives me the opportunity to open myself more to other people and, you know, not to be scared when I, when I have to speak in front of a huge crowd. So, and that's what I eventually want, want to do too. I do, I forgot to mention that, that I do would like to be a motivational speaker. Mm. Have you been that that can be a great idea? Have you been watching other motivational speakers? Yes, actually a friend of a friend of mine, Rosa Santiago. I'm not sure if you heard about her. I I've been following her and she's um helping me and by coaching me to oh, do um this um, this uh speaking, learning how to speak in public and all her tips i i just started it so it's gonna take some some time but i am re ready for it i do want to learn and be able to tr travel to different parts of the country and even in the world and sharing my story and a message to other pe people so you should do a lot of monologues on your podcast where you basically talk to yourself about a certain topic for X number of minutes. I started doing those for 30 minutes a day where I would just, you know, record myself talking about a specific topic. And then now I would get the topics based off of the questions that people were asking in various, you know, blind and visually impaired support groups all over Facebook. 
And eventually what happens is the questions that you answer, those people who ask those questions become your audience. And then they start wanting to guess with you and then you can build up a podcast that way. So that's how I did it. Um, because I felt that there just were not really enough podcasts where <clears throat> someone who's blind can come and have a conversation in a very easy and a very, you know, a very direct way. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the thing, how would you know, right? Or what can help you to select the right topic for your podcast or well, so I mean what what you do the way I started it was I, I read questions that people were posting in the blind and visually impaired support group on Facebook right okay and then and then from there I would I would do an episode where I answered the question someone asked the question about what is your opinion about adopting a pet right and I walked through the whole episode where I talked through all the positives and negatives of adopting a pet and what my opinion was. Or someone wanted to know about guide dogs, so I talked about that. Someone wanted to know about universities, I talked about that. You know, you have to focus on your audience, your audience, and then your audience. And you have to, you have to know who your audience is. Mm -hmm. Def definitely. So that's, that's how you can get into this and that's how you can build up a, a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds, so yeah, that, well, if it were for, for me, trust me, I would love to do everything, <laughs> but I, I know I need to start somewhere. So, right. I'm in, and then um, walk myself to the top of the mountain, because that's how I, I, I see it. And it so definitely is a very, it's a very slow process, a very arduous process. But when you really focus on your audience and you really enjoy talking to them, then it really is, you know, worthwhile, I, I think. And oh I, yeah, it's definitely. It's very enjoyable to record yourself and to record episodes and to send it out and put it together and hear hear back from people. Usually, people don't say anything to me, but occasionally people comment below and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So what I am planning to do because I do have a YouTube channel, so I I am planning to upload some content there, and that's how I would like to start. Yeah, and we'll see what, what happens. Let me, let me extend an offer to you. If you want, you can interview me on your channel, and that can be a good practice for you for interviewing people and to learn how to have a conversation. And it's really important when you're a podcaster to guest on other people's channels and guest on other podcasts. So yes. I, I would love to help you with that if that interests Oh, thank you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Everything, because sure. everything is a learning ex experience. So, if and mm -hmm. you you know sometimes an opportunity may not be present a sec a second time. So, if there's an offer at that time, take it or not take it. So I am taking it. So thank you for that, because well, um, I do I my, do want my to pleasure. Know. You're you're welcome. I, I I greatly enjoy the guesting. You see, because if I'm on someone else's show, I can open up even more. I can say even more interesting things. You know, because it's not my fault if I'm on someone else's show. So kind of is an advantage. It's kind <laughs> of an advantage when you're the guest. You know, that gives you a little bit of you kind of have an edge. You know. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you're in someone's house, but you also brought some really good food. So it's yeah. kind of an interesting dynamic. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, I, well, we will. We will certainly set this up. Any any final questions uh, for me? So. Sure, a, 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 ask all of your questions, by the way. Yeah, other than that, what do you do? What, what's your... So I teach, I teach English as a second language online for Company X. I've been working for Company X for five years. Um, mm-hmm. You know why I ask that? Because when you ask me how to pronounce my name, mm-hmm. it's like you have a good pronunciation in different lang- lang- languages. So uh, that's the reason why I asked, because I kind of figured that you are you were some sort of a teacher te- teaching a language. That's see, that's the good thing with us as mind pe- people that talking to a person, we can get so many things. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am at least just uh, get, feeling the vibe or kind of knowing what this person does. So I right. mean, that, that's, that's the way I, I, I am. And I see that as a gift. So that's my gift. One of my gifts. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think speaking French for me helps me to, helps me to be, to be flexible with other, other languages and to hear new names and to hear new, new information. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Yeah, every, every language has, has beautiful names, very, very interesting sounding names, uh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had very few students from Peru over the past five years. I've, I've spoken to very few Peruvians, actually. But it's... Oh. Mm-hmm. And do you teach on online? Is right. so everything. It's, it's an online. It's an online application. It's an online platform. Um, I, I don't say what it's called during the podcast, and when I'm teaching, I don't say what my podcast is called. I keep those things separate. But it's yeah. a specific application where students, you know, come come to it. They create an account. You know, they pay money to the company, and then they're able to access tutors and learn English. Um, it's really really valuable for a lot of people and so many. So many people need to learn English around the world. It's quite a dire situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, and how accessible is it to you? This partic- getting to the this platform? particular this particular company is very accessible. So, did you request that, or they already had it in place? I was lucky. You? It was I was lucky. It was already good five years ago. Oh, that's good because you didn't. Yes, because not a lot of us have the same luck. (laughs) So you were lucky for not to not to worry. I've had plenty. I've had plenty of bad luck. Don't worry. With other things, (laughs) other things in my life, I've been amazingly unlucky. But one of the lessons I've learned so far in life is that. The and it's, it's something that one of my students said. It was a student not from Peru. I forget which country. One of the Latin American countries. And he 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 was a doctor, and I kind of told him about my situation. How you know I'm blind. I cannot see. And he said that's fine, Aaron. He said because in life, it's important to remember that every person on the planet has ability, and that same person has at least one disability. And that's yes. a, real, a really wise thing, a really wise comment to make. So, you know, if you're upset because someone got something that you didn't get or you think things are unfair, well, that's true. Things are unfair, even in America. That's America is not perfect. 
I'm not going to tell you that it is. It's not, it's not a perfect society. But the truth is, is that we all have ability. We all have disability. And it's up for us to decide to make the most of things and to only focus on to figure out what we need to be doing and to spend the, spend the energy focusing on that. And there are times when people lose. Everybody, ha everybody has their ups and downs. Correct. And if you, if you meet someone, guys, that tells you, oh, I'm perfect. I, I've never been <laughs> down. I, I think I think to myself, wow, what a liar I just met because everybody, <laughs> God, what a liar. Anyone, anybody who says, no, I've never failed, never failed. Nope, nope. I think liar, liar. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. You just don't want to say it, you know. Or the other, the other way to look at things is, you know, we also think um, that things are very, um, you know, that people can be very, you know, discriminatory and that there's all these problems. Well, everyone faces discrimination even if you're sighted, it's just more noticeable when you have a disability. It's more apparent, but everybody faces some level of discrimination, even in the United States. Everybody is at some point harassed or discriminated against, and that's just the way our country and society is. So that's life. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is life. And like you said, we just have to do the best of it and learn from that experience because right. that that helps us to grow and become stronger as a person so yeah i totally uh, uh, agree with that because yeah life is full of these things but we just we have to be positive we have to live our, our life because we may be here tonight i'm here talking with with you but we don't know what will happen to tomorrow so that's the truth of the story <laughs> that's how i that's how i i i feel and that's how i believe all so. right all right well you've you've done a magnificent job i will strongly consider i'll see if i can set up a playlist i've never done that on youtube i'll see if i can set up a playlist and publish this out and then send a playlist up to crystal i think she would certainly certainly appreciate that um, don't hang up. I have a question. Let's end this recording so we can get this moving. You've been listening to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where, of course, we spoke about a lot of critical issues in the blindness community. Um, if you want to get in touch with me about this episode, you can, of course, comment below or write in the email to Aaron's, <coughs> excuse me, Aaron's Opinion 6, Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. All right. Consider following us everywhere you want. And as I like to say, help one person, help one person today, help a million others tomorrow.